Hello, 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 and happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, indeed. And welcome into episode number 72 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. My name, as always, is Alex Reamer. And this is a landmark week for us here at the Sports Kiki, out sports, really anybody in the LGBTQ sports world. That is, of course, because it was the moment we've all been waiting for. The first active NFL player came out as gay, Carl Nassib, big defensive lineman, pass rusher for the Las Vegas Raiders, came out on Monday. So that means we can now shut down out sports. <laughs> we've accomplished what we've set out to do. The gays are starting to take over the NFL. What more, what more do you want? No, I'm just kidding. We still need to be around because... While all of this was going on with Carl Nassib here in the U.S., across the pond, our friends in Europe, the European governing soccer body, the UEFA, what are you doing? Kowtowing to anti-gay Hungarian dictator Viktor Orban. But the people of Germany rose up. Oh, that was awesome. What a week it was in LGBTQ sports, really. We had Laurel Hubbard. Trans weightlifter from New Zealand qualify for the Olympic Games. As we were saying last week with Randy Gardner, could be more than 100 out LGBTQ athletes in Tokyo next month. What a way to wrap up pride. That's what I say. So, Carl Nassib, (coughs) excuse me, that is the story of the week, of course, and I want to run through a number of points that I've been thinking about for the last week and that... Some evolving opinions. Uh, Dan Savage had, I think, an interesting thought about Carl Nassib's coming out, comparing it to the coming out of drag queens and queer ballet dancers and more feminine men in the 70s and 80s. So interesting stuff. Lots of angles. Let's just start with here. You know, it's, it's funny because I don't really get sentimental over many stories. I really don't. Maybe I'm lacking a heart. That's certainly possible. (laughs) Um, I think more likely just when you're in this business for a long time, and I've been in this business for my entire working life, your your enthusiasm is is not what it was when you're on the outside looking in. You, You treat it more as a job, and that's just how it happens. But obviously... A lot of the stories we cover here at OutSports are an exception to that, and Carl Nassib's announcement was certainly an exception to that. I mean, like, just imagine how big this is if you're a gay Pop Warner football player, or you're trying to make the freshman team in high school, varsity team in high school, even if you're playing in a rec flag football league as, as a kid or an adult, whatever. Now you can say there's somebody like me in the NFL. We always knew, of course, there were gay NFL players, but until Carl Nassib, no openly gay, active NFL players. I was waiting for a doctor's appointment. I saw the news after an old friend, Theo, tipped us off at Outsports. And what was interesting about the start of this story is Nassib made his Instagram post about 30 minutes 
before anybody on Twitter picked it up. I mean, when Theo sent us the tip Monday afternoon, we got our story up first. As a result of that, there were literally like four people, counting Theo, who had tweeted about Carl Nassib within 30 minutes of his coming out. And then Adam Schefter tweets it, then Rappaport, and then it goes crazy. But it was weird that there's this historic moment and nobody can even pass gas without it becoming front page news these days. And yet the first openly gay, you know, the first NFL player comes out as openly gay, active NFL player, and it's like radio silence for half an hour. Crazy. But the story got out there and... As expected, it was the biggest story in sports for, I would say, about a day or two. And then Trey Young went off against the Bucks, And then we had that officiating blunder at the end of Suns Clippers. And we have the sticky stuff in baseball. And the world, the sports world moved on. And that backs up something that we've been saying for a long time at OutSports. And really, I think the main takeaway I have from Carl Nassib is that it, 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 it backs up a lot, all of the things that we've been saying about whether the NFL is ready for an openly gay player, other major pro sports leagues. We've, we're of the mindset that these leagues, male team sports, are more accepting, far more accepting than their perception. There was a study done on our OutSports stories late last year that the vast majority of coming out stories submitted to out sports, their male teammates embrace them. I mean, I mean that's the case almost every single time. So with that said, you know, I knew an NFL player, an active NFL player would come out in my lifetime. I knew that. But you're still surprised when it happens. So of course I was surprised when Carl Nassib came out. And I was on an NPR affiliate this week, one of my dreams, of course. Who doesn't want to be on an NPR panel, right? And they asked me, uh, they had a comment from a listener, one of my favorite questions, why is this important? Why do you need to come out? I didn't come out as straight. And the answer to that is uh, Carl Nassib touched on it in his announcement. It's important to come out because visibility is important. The suicide rate for LGBTQ youth is substantially higher than the suicide rate for the general population. Why is that? Because there's a dearth of openly LGBTQ role models. Studies show that if LGBTQ kids have just one accepting adult in their life, their chance of suicide decreases by 40%. So until we have those numbers come down, uh, that's why it's important to come out. That's why visibility is so important. And now whenever Carl Nassib succeeds, LGBTQ issues will be brought to the forefront. It is part of his story. He said, I'm a pretty private person. So I hope you guys know I'm not doing this for attention. I just think that representation and visibility are so important. So true. And he donated $100,000 to the Trevor Project, the leading youth, LGBTQ youth anti-suicide group in the US, the NFL, put its money where its mouth is, and matched Nassib's $100,000 donation. Maybe this could be a reoccurring thing for the NFL. Annual donations, Trevor Foundation, 
get me on a line to Roger Goodell. I got some ideas for him. Uh, But that's why coming out is so important. And as I was saying earlier, Nassib's coming out and the reaction to it and the coverage of it backs up all of what we've been saying. Number one, he was uniformly accepted publicly by the league, players in the league, his teammates. We had immediate statements from the NFL. Roger Goodell gave us a statement at OutSports. Demora Smith, Saquon Barkley, J.J. Watt, Warren Moon, I think, had an excellent tweet saying, I played with several guys who were never comfortable enough to go public. They were great teammates and obviously very talented. As long as they helped us win and were great teammates, their sexual preference was never an issue. So that was the case decades ago when Warren Moon played, but times have changed, obviously. And now, thankfully, someone like Carl Nassib feels comfortable coming out publicly, but I have no doubt that 20, 30 years, well, not 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, hard 20 years ago is 2000. Isn't that amazing? We're all getting old. But 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 even since then, the public perception has changed a lot, but that, that's not surprising to me that because people have known gay people in their life for decades. Now, with that said, you know, publicly, the atmosphere has changed quite a bit. I mean, I go back to the early aughts. I remember Jeff Garcia publicly declaring his heterosexuality, right? You had Mike Piazza doing the same in baseball. There was a trend. You had Troy Aikman doing the same and then carrying like a 16-year grudge against Skip Bayless for spreading gay rumors about him, which is obviously a terrible thing to do if you're Skip Bayless, who at, who at that time was still purportedly a journalist. Um, but, I mean, Troy Aikman, people don't think you're gay. And even if somebody did, so what? <laughs> That's not the worst insult in the world, but yet he acted like it was for almost 20 years. So, you know, Chris Culver, remember the former uh, 49ers cornerback? I would not accept a gay teammate. Tim Hardaway, I hate gay people a few years before that, and now Hardaway's become an advocate. Culver has turned around. He said he would accept Michael Sam. So... Uh, Publicly, yeah, the atmosphere has changed. The NFL turned its shield rainbow for Pride Month. So, never was a doubt, at least in my mind, that an openly gay active player would be accepted and embraced the way Carl Nassib has been. Some people, I was talking to somebody a couple days ago, and he raised the question of it, of whether or not I found it peculiar that none of his teammates immediately tweeted or posted their congratulations. If you followed the Raiders on Twitter and someone sent me a list and I had a list up, I was like, oh, this is a little weird. But John Gruden made a public statement. Mark Davis made a public statement to support. And I think Derek Carr's public statement, which he made but a day or two after Carl's announcement, explains why there wasn't immediate social media applause from the Raiders. He said, I've often said I love my teammates. I mean it. We always say we are a family in that Raider locker room, and we mean that too. I want to win a championship here with, Carl, here with Carl and the rest of our teammates. So what that tells me is Derek Carr views Carl Nassib today the same way he viewed him last week, last month, last year. Just as, not just as, he says he loves his teammates, but as a teammate who he loves and wants to win this. And one of his follow-up posts and wants to win with, rather. In one of his follow-up posts, Nassib says he wouldn't have been able to come out without the support of his teammates. He writes, I am also incredibly thankful for the NFL, my coaches, and fellow players for their support. I would not have been able to do this without them. From the jump, I was greeted with the utmost respect and acceptance. Uh, 
So Carl Nassib himself is saying this would not have been possible without the support of his teammates. And Derek Carr says, yeah, he's a teammate. I love him and want to win with him like everybody else. And obviously, you can infer from Carl's statement there that his teammates and coaches knew he was gay. So this announcement he made on Monday did not catch them by surprise. It just shows you how nonchalant it is. And that's the best part about this story. That there was no big press conference. There was no tortured feature story. It was just a guy at his home with some friends recording a video on Instagram. It starts with what's up, people. I mean, tell me something more casual than that. And the media circus, here we are on Saturday. So only five days removed from this historic announcement And it's largely over, the media circus. This is no longer front page news. And that's a great thing. And that is also something that we've been saying in OutSports. I think I've said it a few times on this show. Like the idea that an active player in the NFL or NBA, MLB, NHL, you know, the four major sports here in the U.S. It's like this idea that it would have torpedoed a season constant distraction, TMZ-like atmosphere. No way. No way, because it's like a cisgender guy is coming out as gay. It's not this culturally groundbreaking phenomenon. It's historic because, again, he's the first active NFL player to do it. But it's not, it's not an earthquake. It really isn't. And what'll happen? Well, when Raiders training camp opens up at the end of July, there will be a few more cameras around. And this season, there may be some extra reporters, extra cameras. I'm sure the LGBTQ press will be following the Raiders. Uh, The gays have already found Carl's Instagram. We look forward to seeing him next weekend in P-Town. So there will be, of course, added attention and different people interested But it's not like, you know, it's not a major distraction. Players and coaches can handle a couple extra cameras that are hanging around. I mean, really. So Carl Nassib is supported. The NFL is ready. And there's no giant media circus. Not at all. And that was always the fear. The fear that it would be this this crazy story. The fear that... You would lose endorsements. Nope. Actually, Carl's jersey was a number one seller across the NFL this week. Uh, this, this belief that you would be cut, heckled in opposing stadiums, relentlessly teased. It's just not true. It's just not true. There's so much coverage of the fear, the pre-coming out fear, and not enough coverage of the elation. But hopefully Carl Nassib's story and the way it's playing out publicly changes that. And it does help that Carl Nassib is already an established pro. Jim Jim Bazinski wrote this column for us this week, and he's right. It's titled, Carl Nassib will never have to prove he's good enough. He already has. This will be his sixth year in the league. He's recorded 20 and a half sacks. And as a result, he doesn't have to answer annoying questions. You know, Michael Sam came out, and one of the most annoying questions that you heard was, was this some kind of... 
inside deal between the Rams and the NFL, like saying, all right, you know, well, Stan Kroenke is tight with Goodell. You know, we got to draft this openly gay guy. So yeah, throw a seventh round pick and we'll, you know, sweeten the pot for your move to LA. Like, Like this idea that there was some quid pro quo to draft Michael Sam and those questions, does he belong? They dogged him <clears throat> throughout that training camp, excuse me. Um, and that was the case uh, in, in baseball when David Denson, Brewers minor leaguer, came out. Oh, is he a pro? Is he good enough? Is he doing this to boost his career? Thankfully, none of those questions are asked of Carl Nassib because they're all ridiculous. He's an established pro with or without being openly gay. So it just, again, shows you that we are everywhere. We are everywhere. Um, so a seminal moment in gay sports, obviously. A huge moment. A moment that, again, I knew would always come, but you're never ready for it when it does. I actually thought the way we would get our first openly gay active NFL player was somebody being drafted. You know, a, a player came out in high school or college or maybe even before that these days and... You never know with these Gen Zers and whoever's behind them. And they would already be gay or openly LGBTQ, however they identify. And that would that is just how they would have always have presented themselves to the world. So that's how I actually thought it was going to happen. But we have an established player, Carl Nassib, coming out. Uh, and uh, it's... I hope he's ready for the explosion in Instagram engagement. That's what I say to Carl Nassib. And it'll be interesting to see how he plays this, you know, is I get the impression that, as he said, he's a very private person. I I think he may probably shut it down media-wise until training camp and they don't just want to put his head down, which is which is understandable and everybody can live their own truth. But if I had one question to ask Carl Nassib, I would ask him, how much freer do you feel now? Not only professionally, and I am a big believer that you can't perform at your best professionally unless you are your true self. But personally, most importantly, personally, how do you feel personally? Do you feel like you can have deeper bonds with your teammates now that it's all out there in the open? Do you <clears throat> do you just do you feel like a weight's been lifted off your shoulders privately? You know, dating. Are you did you did you do that in secret? How much relief is to not have to do it in secret? So those that and 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 how can that not translate to a better on-field performance, if you're carrying this secret and it's just gnawing at you and gnawing at you, how can you be the best you can be when your mind is elsewhere? So I, I, I predict a big season for Carl Nassib. <clears throat> Mark it down. The other interesting take that I teased at the start of this and have made you wait this far to get to, boy, oh boy, I know how to keep you roped in, huh? Dan Savage is a gay commentator. I think he's all right. Um, He, though, had an interesting thought on Carl Nassib's announcement. He had a few tweets. I will read them to you. Ballet dancers and hairdressers and drag queens made it safe for football players to come out and not the other way around. Effeminate men who couldn't hide who they were and were constantly told they were weak because our misogynistic culture associates femininity with weakness. Those guys made it safe for masculine men to come out. What Carl Nassib did was courageous. It wasn't easy, and he took a huge risk, and I respect and support him. 
Just our respect and support, Michael Sam and David Cope, who was the first NFL player to come out after he retired in the 70s. What Nassib did wasn't easy, but it also was made a little easier for him by men who never had a choice about being out. Hmm. Now, I, I like these kind of discussions a lot. I guess that's true, but it's really a straw man argument because I did not see anybody using Carl Nassib's experience to erase the experiences of drag queens and ballet dancers. Did you? I didn't see that. So I think Dan Savage is looking for an argument that just isn't being made. And I would say, if I if I were to push back, I would say that, you know, it's... You know, he said that it wasn't easy for Carl Nassib to come out, but then he kind of diminishes his announcement by saying, well, I mean, if you think this is brave, look at what the ballet dancers did. That was really brave. I mean, it's all brave. Why do we have to weigh the, you know, pit the two against each other? And remember, Carl Nassib is the first, the first openly gay active NFL player. He's the first one. And the NFL has been around for over 50 years. So what does that tell you? It tells you that the environment up to this point, for whatever reason, has not been conducive to players coming out. And yeah, I mean, Carl Nassib, he's hunky, he's white, he's handsome. He has that all-American jock look. Yeah, you know, much like Colton Underwood or Gus Kenworthy. So yeah, I'm sure his experience will be easier than if than, than uh, and, and certainly than than other members of the community. But that doesn't diminish the 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 the, the weight of his announcement, and we don't know how a black openly gay player in the NFL would be perceived publicly. I would imagine much like Carl Nassib has been, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. We'll see. We haven't gotten to that point yet. So it's, look, I I, I, I hear that argument. I feel that argument. I buy into it more with Colton Underwood, who I'm just not all that interested in. And I think a lot of people look past his sketchy past uh, because he's a white handsome, hot guy. But I mean, Carl Nassib, just to reiterate this point, it was historic what he did. And it was historic for a reason, because it was brave and courageous and just awesome. And I'm not going to let any cynicism rain on my, on that parade, his parade, my parade. It's all about me. (laughs) And the last thing I wanted to uh, bring up here was uh, what's been going on in Europe, European soccer championship tournament, It's a big deal, huge, huge event. Uh, There's been a lot of uh, controversy over the rainbow flag, rainbow pride. It all started last weekend when Germany's captain and goaltender was briefly investigated by Europe's governing uh, soccer, Europe's governing soccer body. There you go. They investigated Germany's captain and goaltender for wearing a pride rainbow armband. 
And then they got a lot of heat and backed off saying, oh, no, no, it actually wasn't a political symbol. It stands for diversity and inclusion. And we're down with diversity and inclusion. So there you go. You can wear your armband. But why was that even investigated? That's ridiculous. And then, hmm, well, Hungary is part of this tournament, the Hungarian men's national team. Uh, Their president, Viktor Orban, of course, is moving that country towards autocratic rule. And he's doing it by scapegoating gay people. Uh, They recently passed a law in Hungary. It passed by like a margin of 147 to 1 or something like that. That it is illegal now in Hungary to discuss LGBTQ issues in schools. It's much like Russia's anti-gay propaganda law that Putin signed years ago. Where it's illegal to publicly be gay, talk about being gay. You you don't want to (laughs) be... Whatever it is, it isn't friendly. Uh, I'll leave it at that. So this law is passed in Hungary. Germany is hosting Hungary on Wednesday in Munich at their home stadium. And the Munich City Council decides for this game, we will light up the stadium in rainbow colors as a show of support for LGBTQ people. An awesome gesture. And what happens UEFA, Europe's governing soccer body, uh, prohibits the Munich City Council from doing that. They say, nope, can't do that. That's made in protest of a law passed in another country. Thus, it is political and violates our guidelines. Yeah, I love that human rights is now political because some crazy right-wing government passes some crazy bigoted law. That is ridiculous. And thankfully, the people of Germany didn't fall in line. 20,000 LGBTQ pride armbands, flags, paraphernalia were handed out at the stadium. Fans were decked out in their rainbow best. And every other soccer stadium in Germany was lit up in rainbow colors for the game Wednesday night, as were the symbols of major German companies. It was awesome. It was so great. So thank you to Germany for that show of support. Team Germany and its fans did what Europe soccer bosses were unwilling to do, and that's stand up for us. So that's awesome and a great note to leave the show on. Thank you all for listening. I will talk to you next, next week.